coming up. Surreal and devastating is probably two best words I could think to describe it. It's really unfortunate. Like I said, it's just really senseless. There's n- there's no reason for any of this to happen. The guy had a wife and kids and was a great person. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. It was five. It was like boom, 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 boom. Heartbreak on a holiday weekend. John Lavender was on the driving range of Pine Tree Country Club when he heard the gunshots on the 3rd of July. For this to happen so close to home, I grew up in this city, and it's it's just mind-blowing to me. It didn't hit me until later, you know, that this happened at our country club, and it was really, it was, still can't believe it. I think we're all trying to stay kind of positive, you know, bring each other up, because it's just such a tragedy that, that that's happened. Um... Yeah, I just think we're, we just got to keep each other happy. Over the 4th of July weekend, three people were found dead on a golf course outside of Atlanta in Kennesaw, Georgia. I'm joined by Paolo Suro at WXIA in Atlanta. Uh, Paolo, uh, what a case. I know you were there early on when this news first came out, right? I want to talk to you about what we know today, if there have been any arrests and all of that information. But what can you tell us about when this news first came out? Yeah, it was July 3rd. We started hearing that a golf pro was shot and killed at Pine Tree Country Club. And um, I have a few sources who immediately messaged me and said, his name's Gene Siller. He's very well known in the community. Um, And so immediately we jumped on that and uh, we knew the suspect was on the run. So there was no suspect at the time. We only knew that Gene Siller had been shot and killed near the 10th hole there at Pine Tree Country Club, which uh, just to kind of give you perspective, it's very near a bunch of houses. So a lot of neighbors heard the gunshots uh, and obviously people who work there as well. But you know, at the scene near the 10th hole there, um, there was a pickup truck, a white pickup truck. And you know, a few hours later, we learned there were two bodies in the back of that truck. Uh, again, suspect on the run. Suddenly, there are two bodies in the back of this pickup truck, and Gene Siller shot and de- shot and killed um, on the tenth hole. Right now, the search is still on for the gunman. Police believe shot and killed three people. And police tell us two people were found dead in the back of a pickup truck driven onto a golf course. We're now learning this a day after the golf pro who ran the course was shot and killed. So the police for a long time could not give us any names. I think it was a few days or so where we kept asking for names on who these victims were, you know, any kind of description of the suspect. And they were tight-lipped for a while. But we later learned that Paul Pearson was first identified. Um, and he, we learned he's 76 years old, did not live in Georgia, but there was absolutely nothing else we could find on him. His family was very tight-lipped. Of course, you know, they don't want to talk about having lost their loved one, but they would not give us really any information or photos of him. So this kind of made the case a little harder for us to report on because there wasn't much for us to go on um, and report uh, about this yet. So to this day, we have no photos of Paul Pearson. Um, all they would say was that he was in town for, quote, unquote, they said business. Um, and then we were still wondering, who's the third victim, you know? And about a day or so later, we learned the other victim in the back of the truck was Henry Valdez, was his name. He was from California. So again, another person who didn't live in Georgia. Now, Henry did have social media. Unlike Paul Pearson, we could find him uh, quickly on Instagram. We reached out to a lot of his friends, 
And I remember they all told me he loved music and that he came to Georgia on business. So that's, for the time being, that's all we knew about him. But we kept wondering, how are these cases tied? And for a while, we did not know. Um, so what we did is we requested warrants from police. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it's really sad information that came out of those warrants. But they showed that both Paul and Henry, who, of course, were the two victims in the back of that pickup truck, they were bound and gagged before they were shot. Um, while Gene Siller, the warrant said uh, that the golf pro was allegedly shot at point blank range. So they kept saying he was kind of at the wrong place at the wrong time. Our top story this morning, new details reveal that the golf director at a country club in Kennesaw may have stumbled onto a crime and been shot for what he saw. Cobb County Police still have not arrested anyone in the connection to the deadly shooting at the Pine Tree Country Club over the 4th of July weekend. In this letter sent to residents near the Pine Tree Country Club, Cobb County Police ensured neighbors there's no threat to the community. Investigators say golf pro Gene Siller was murdered because he witnessed an active crime. The country club's lead golf instructor Corey Evans was on the course that day when the shooting happened. A couple more seconds goes by and I see someone laying on the ground um, and obviously at this time I still didn't have an idea it was Gene so just had no idea what we were witnessing at the time. The suspect is still on the run this morning and members of the country club are remaining vigilant despite Cobb County Police saying there's no active threat to the community. I don't see how he cannot be a threat to the community because he's still on the run. And then Finally, a few days after we learned Brian Roden, this 23-year-old, was arrested. So we know he was pursuing a music career. He had a large following on Instagram. I, if I recall, it was about 18,000 followers or so. Um, we also learned he was actually taken into custody on completely unrelated traffic charges a few hours after Gene Siller was found uh, dead in, near the 10th hole. But at the time, police did not know that there was a potential, you know, connection between Brian Roden and um, this case on the golf course. So during the arrest, what happened is that Shambly police, um, they stopped in, again, unrelated traffic charges, and they confiscated a large amount of money. Um, and they arrested him, but he was later released on bond uh, July 6th. So this is now three days after the golf course shootings. And then we find out a few days later that he was arrested again, this time, though, in connection with the country club shootings. Uh, so Shambly police said that they used that money that they confiscated and set up a sting to basically get him back um, and get him arrested again. And he allegedly showed up, and that's when they arrested Brian Roden. Police have not yet linked any of the victims to the suspect, but we know that Henry Valdez and Brian Roden actually followed each other on Instagram. So Valdez's friends would tell us that. They were like, I don't know if you've seen this, but they follow each other on Instagram. So that was kind of interesting to find out. The other thing we know about Henry Valdez, uh, who again is from California, is that he owned a marijuana delivery service business called Hope for Humanity. And his friends, again, did say he was in Georgia on business. But again, police have not really said anything about the connection there. So this all took place. And as you mentioned, Gene Siller, are they still, are, are authorities still sticking to this line or, or, or what you hearing that he still stumbled upon this scene? Uh, wrong place, wrong time? Yeah, police have been saying that, unfortunately, Gene Siller was at the wrong place at the wrong time. What he saw was a white pickup truck driving through the golf course, through the green, 
and uh, getting stuck uh, on near the 10th hole. So he went to figure out, you know, he wanted to see what exactly is going on. He is the golf pro here. He went to do his job. That's all he was doing. He went to do his job, and that is when, unfortunately, he was shot and killed. So police have said, you know, he was just doing his job. He was trying to figure out what was going on, and that is when he was shot and killed. So that's why they keep saying it was wrong place at the wrong time. We are ecstatic that the killer of our beloved friend has been arrested. We've done a lot of digging on Brian Roden, and the reason why we have so much information on him is because he's been arrested several times before, and this is kind of another big question mark that, uh, uh, you know, us as a TV station have had, and uh, why, if he's been arrested, has he been let out? And the reason I say this is because of why he was arrested, the situation he was arrested for. So we know that in 2020, so just a year ago, he was arrested in Indiana for driving 100 miles per hour. And before that, about four years before that, so in 2016, in Fulton County, he was arrested for an alleged drug deal gone wrong on Georgia State University's campus. And he was a student there at the time. So he was charged with attempted murder back then. And, you know, we did a lot of digging and we learned that that case was sealed in 2017. As to why, that's the big question mark. You know, um, should he have still been in, in jail? Um, and so it makes you wonder why. And again, police have not said anything about that. So it's another big question mark that we've had and that we keep trying to follow up on and have not heard back yet. So... That's the other part of this. He's been arrested several times, but he's been let out. Uh, and so right now he is facing murder, kidnapping, and aggravated assault charges for the country club shootings. And Gene Siller, uh, the golf pro, you know, this this case got attention for a number of reasons, but one being the fact that a lot of people know his name in the golf community and maybe beyond as well. He has a, a family and some kids, is my understanding. Yeah, he's a father of two. He leaves a wife behind as well. And it's heartbreaking. Uh, you know, I, I spoke to a lot of people who knew him. I spoke to someone else who works at the country club who was just 400 yards away from where he was shot and killed from that 10th hole. And, um, you know, the morning uh, that this friend of his, that this colleague of his found out that the suspect had been arrested, he was standing in the same exact spot from when he heard those gunshots. I was standing in the same spot where I heard the shots happen, and um, I was able to find out that they captured the guy in the same spot. You know, he tells me that the golf community is small. You know, you all kind of know each other, and if you don't know each other, you support one another. And so that's why that GoFundMe page that started out for Gene Siller, I mean, it gained hundreds of thousands of dollars. I haven't checked recently how much, but it was incredible. It was truly remarkable to see everyone coming together to support him and his family. Um, but it was heartbreaking, you know, father of two, now um, two little boys that have to grow up without their father uh, after such a tragic, tragic event. Paolo, as the saying goes, more questions than answers, it sounds like at this point. I mean, what, what you really don't have, what we really don't know is a motive. And then we have some vague connection via social media between these two other victims, but not much beyond that. Yeah, and you know, that can get frustrating sometimes when we don't get... Uh, all of the answers that we want. Um, but of course, police, they continue to investigate this. So um, a lot of questions that we still have and we're waiting on police to get back to us on that. All right, Palosoro, WXIA 
in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much for talking to us. Please keep us posted on developments on this one. Of course I will. Thank you, Will. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday with new episodes, Monday through Friday. We also have a weekly show covering cases around the country, True Crime Chronicles. Check it out today wherever you listen to podcasts. That's True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.